0: I was thinking before I did this because I know where I'm going, and um, but I don't know if I really explained it. If, if if there's a mystery, and we don't understand the mystery, aren't we missing out on something? Yeah. And so this is going to be applicable to our lives. And there's a realm of life, uh, like Ralph mentioned. You know, we can have the days of heaven on earth. I just quoted a scripture. Uh, most people are not experiencing that. We have to ask ourselves why. Like what Ralph was talking about, you have to ask yourself why on on, on some things. And, uh, and I, I believe there's a realm here that we've not grasped. I really don't remember a whole lot of people talking about the mystery of you. I mean, it's in there. But I, I don't remember people explaining it. Uh, well, it might be because we don't understand it. And so I've been laying a, a foundation and a framework on this mystery because it has application to your in my life. If, if, if I can tap into heaven here, would it be better for me? So, so I, I don't know about you, but I want to understand the mystery. So last week, <coughs> I've been pulling, I, I probably have, last week was a foundation, probably this week will be more of a foundation or an introduction because I, I, I'm trying to show that it's not just that these words are used, but they actually mean something. And, and we've got to see, okay, there's, there's a... If we stop and we think about the kingdom of God, we, you and I can operate in the kingdom of God on this earth. Do we believe that? Yes. Okay, but it's not that easy, right? Okay, so there's an overlay, if you will. <laughs> you've, you've got the natural... Some people like uh, visuals, so that's the world. Okay, you've got the the natural, the environment that we live in, but there's an overlay of the kingdom of God on this. But there's obviously realms within this overlay. Because remember Paul, I, I've been, I'll uh, we'll probably get into it to the verse at some point, but uh, uh, remember he said, I, I was talking to a man, whether of the spirit I know not, whether of the flesh I know not. But we... we talked about the things into the third heaven and heard words that cannot be uttered here? Well, there's a realm of the Spirit that operates that if we don't operate in it, we're going to miss it. There's obviously something there. Why Why would, if there was no reason for it, why would there even be a part of the Scripture in there about it? And, and so um, we... Uh, um, you know I, I've told the story before. there's a verse in the, the Bible that talks about being aware uh, being aware of angels. you might entertain angels unaware. Yeah. And uh, when we had the church when we were downtown in my office there, have you, ever, you guys noticed what's the business that's in the my old office? Yeah. Coffee and ice cream. <laughs> the anointing <laughs> continues. My two favorite things. And uh, <clears throat> so anyway, uh, in that office. I, uh, I was going to go to Starbucks down around the corner on Main Street. I came out and I walked, and there was a man that came up, and uh, he uh, panhandling, and I don't usually respond to panhandling. And uh, he came up and he says can I have two bucks to buy lunch. And I'm like, where can you buy lunch for two bucks? He said, Taco Bell. I was like, oh, good answer. And, you know, back <laughs> in the day. And, uh, uh, and I looked at him, and I said, no. And I walked off, and I went into Starbucks. I'm standing in line to Starbucks, and um, I mean, I just started getting convicted. And the scripture comes up, because I had never seen this man. Most of the panhandles down around there, the, the people hanging out around Main Street, I, you know, we'd been down there like eight years, so I recognized most of them. I'd never recognized this man. And so I went back, back out looking for him and um, couldn't find him. I mean, I went up and down the alleys, went this way and that way. The guy was nowhere around then I really got convicted over this verse, you know, paying attention and, you know, David just being a hardhead. Um, and it's like, Lord, if that was an angel, bring him back. Let me find him. Uh, I'll, I'll respond. I, I I repent. I won't do it. Now, Now I, I would have no reason to, I mean, what was the whole purpose? I don't know. Uh, maybe it was to get me to depart with two bugs. Maybe. I don't know. Uh, but, like, maybe... Four, six weeks later, I mean, it was a little bit of time, but not like a real long time. I'm walking around again. Same guy comes up, didn't ever see him, and asked me uh, for money. I said, no, come on in Starbucks. I'll buy you, uh, not Starbucks, uh, Subway is right there next to it. Come in here to Subway. I'll buy you lunch. What do you want? And so I bought him a whole lunch, and he said, thank you. He never saw him again. Um, but I- if there's if there's realms of heaven that does this, I mean, there's obviously a purpose In this, and so if Paul's talking about this realm of heaven, there's there's a reason for us. But if we don't understand it or don't even give thought to it, how are we going to walk in it? (coughs) So last week uh, we we started on this mystery, and because it's a mystery, seeking is required. You're not just going to go, oh, I get it. It's a mystery. I mean, if you're not engaged in, it's like what Peter was talking about. You know, if if that $20 example, I was going to put my hand out, but um, he, he looked like he was on a track and wasn't going to pay attention to me. But you're going to put your hand out, I want to receive. You, you've got to be in the I want to receive mode to receive. And, and this is where I think a lot of times, if you remember uh, Sunday or two ago, I put up the slides of the triangle where we're, we're trying to get Jesus to do something. He's done it all. I, I've got to have enough hunger within myself that I want what he has. And uh, life is hard, I get that, and I think this keeps a lot of people out of really seeking. But we have to do this. Um, I, I want to read a scripture, it's actually not on my verses there, I, I uh, thought of it later, I'm just going to, not even turn there, but it's in the book of Luke 10:18. if you want write, to write it down, but it says, I beheld Satan as lightning fall from heaven. Now we all know Satan was Lucifer in heaven, right? Yeah. Do you ever think about, in fact, uh, Ralph hit on this also when we were talking, about the enemy comes to kill steal and destroy it. do you think I don't know I don't know any verses in the Bible so it's just kind of a, a pondering question but do you think that Satan understands some of this mystery yeah. I mean he was in heaven he saw God's operation he saw everything that God did now if he understands if he does understand the mystery don't you think that's one of the things he doesn't want you and I to fall or or do uh um, to understand. In fact, if, uh, hold your place here because I don't think I can quote it. Go to Second uh, Corinthians. I don't know. Have I given you a scripture at all to turn to? No. So you don't have to hold your place anywhere. Um, wait a minute. Where is the 2 Corinthians? What did I say? 2 Corinthians what? 2 Corinthians 4. Um, 2 Corinthians 4. 4. Well, let's read 4 3. If our gospel be hid, it is hid from them that are lost. We've all experienced one element of the the Spirit of God, and that's the born-again experience, the good news of Jesus Christ. But look at number four, in whom the God of this world hath blinded the minds of them which believe not, lest the light of the glorious gospel of Christ, who is the image of God, should shine unto them. The enemy has to, if John 10 10 says he comes to kill, steal, and destroy, he has to want to steal the revelation of the mystery or keep the mystery hidden from us so that we're blinded and we can't see it. Which means that within this Bible that you hold in your hand, there's a realm of understanding that you and I have not tapped into yet. How are we going to tap into it? We've got to become hungry for it. So last week we talked, we were in Mark chapter 4, (coughs) and we talked about the parable of the sower and how uh, Jesus tied it into the understanding the mystery of the kingdom of God. He said, if, if you don't understand this parable, you're not going to understand any of the parables that I talk about because everything has a premise of seed, time, and harvest. It's not just because that was what Mark chapter 4 was, a man sowed into a field, and there was four types of fields, and you know, one field did this, one field did that, and then he came back and explained it and said, well, the field is the heart of man. The seed is the word of God, and we have to understand we've got to do something with the word of God in order to produce something, but our heart is going to be a controlling factor and this is going to tie into this mystery of the kingdom of God. That And really, it's what I, I call God's perfect system because it's just amazing how he set this up. He put everything in order. You and I, just use me, I'm going to be judged on what I did with what he gave me. It, it, it don't matter if I get, you ever get landlocked in your, your uh, brain? You know what landlocked is? You buy a piece of property. It's behind another piece of property, and there's no easements. You're landlocked. You can't actually get to your property. Well, you can get landlocked in your brain. You can't get to the new idea. You, you can't see what God's trying to do because you're so fixated on this thought. And so there, there's a mystery within the Word of God that we have to understand. Start, we started off in Mark chapter 4, then, it, then we went over to John chapter 3 and started looking at Nicodemus, which most people talk about Nicodemus as a, a getting born again chapter uh, but it you if we broke it down and then on probably the Friday after that Wednesday uh, go back you can go back and search it I, I spent a whole hour on it again it's all about miracles or the miracle working power in our life and and Jesus is explaining to a Pharisee a ruler of the Jews and he says I don't get what you're talking about we can all be in that. He says, you're a master of the, of the law, and you, you don't even understand what I'm saying because the whole testament is about the revealing of Jesus and how to operate with him. And then we ended, which is where we're going to start tonight, is in Romans 16, 25. And we read it. <coughs> I made a few comments on it, but we're going to look closer at it right now. So uh, that's where we're going to go. Romans 16, verse 25. And I'll read it while you're turning it there. Now to him that is of power to establish you, according to my gospel and the preaching of Jesus Christ, according to the revelation of the mystery, which was kept secret since before the world began. All right. So let's break this down. Now to him that is of power to. That word power is not the typical word translated power, which is either exousia, which means authoritative power, Or dunamis, which means miracle working power. This word is dynamino, if I'm pronouncing it right. It means to be able to, can, or has the power to. So if you read it, to him that has the power to. To him that can. To him that is able to. It's not an automatic thing. God can. What would stop God from doing it? Yeah, me. Remember, he could do no mighty work because of their unbelief. He has the power to heal, but he could not heal because they could not believe. He has the power to establish. Now, you can use the word establish, which is what we typically do. But the definition of this word is establish, strengthen, or fix firmly. Now, to him that is able, can, or has the power to, to fix you firmly, to establish you, to strengthen you. Okay, but here's where it gets interesting. According to my gospel and preaching of Jesus Christ. Now, the preaching of Jesus Christ is the gospel. So we could say it that way as the gospel is that according to my gospel, good news and the good news of the gospel. So there's two good newses. Now, have you ever heard anybody preach on this before? Because we preach on the gospel of Jesus Christ, right? But unless they just totally goofed up the English language, they made two statements in the translation. So God is able, God has the power to establish, fix firmly, strengthen us according to two things. My Paul, the Apostle Paul is writing this. My gospel and the preaching of Jesus Christ. Now, the preaching of Jesus Christ, we all understand we're coming into Easter, and the preaching of Jesus Christ is his death, burial, and resurrection. They overcame by the word of their testimony and the blood of the Lamb. Uh, Ralph talking about the word of our testimony and, and the words of our mouth. There's two elements of, of overcoming that we can see in the Bible uh, on how to overcome is what Christ did, the gospel of Jesus Christ, and the word of our testimony so he says according to my gospel now what you're going to see is his gospel is the revelation of the minute mystery of what was given to him so he says uh, according to my gospel now his gospel from one standpoint was grace that the revelation and the understanding of grace is what um, Paul talked about When he went in, he goes in and talks about, I do not frustrate the grace of God. I do not make void the grace of God. I am what I am by the grace of God. And he talks about the grace of God, which is an empowerment to do what God has commanded. Remember, Jesus came on. He fulfilled the law. He was full of what? Grace and truth. Yes, he was full of the Holy Spirit. But the scripture I'm referring to, he was full of grace. Here's the manifestation of grace. Now, kind of track with me on this. Paul understood how this works, so much so that in one verse he says, I would rather be in a position where I'm totally out of control and I'm way over my head, David's translation, so that I might experience Christ. So Christ is going to tie into this grace, because Christ was grace and truth. So it's the truth of the word that we can operate within. Does somebody have the right hand? Okay, go ahead. No, he, he's got a microphone. I didn't see your hand, sorry.
1: No. Um, going back to the, did this sound like there's two books like you said of the good news, the good news of the word of God, and then Paul's good news. From how you're explaining it, it sounds like his Paul's good news is the revelation of the mystery.
0: Say that last part again.
1: The, um, uh, good news that Paul's talking about here and the way you, you're explaining it, what I'm getting is it sounds like Paul's writing to the Gentiles of the good news is the revelation of the mysteries that he had. Yes.
0: But but now we've got to discover what the mystery is. Now let's go back to Paul's conversion. Remember when when the Lord sent Ananias to him after he had uh on his road to Damascus, he could not see, uh, he was blinded, to go lay hands on him. Uh, I've heard people, I've heard preachers say, well, if Paul walked through all this trouble, then we have to also. But it says of Paul that he must. Uh, I must show him what he must suffer for my name's sake. Paul's call to ministry was to suffer to show that grace can get you out of any mess. I was shipwrecked. I was left for dead. I was beaten. I was stoned. I was this. I was that. I was that. I was this. Yet he survived all of them because of the grace that God had given to him. So he was able to handle everything. Now, he was called to suffer. So he was going to go through, uh, what was it, lefer, dead, shipwrecked. I mean, he had all kinds of stuff he went through. But he, But the grace was always sufficient. The grace always empowered him to do what God had called him to do, to show us how to live in Christ. So you got Christ and grace tied together in this in the operation and paul understood so if we could break it down the gospel of jesus christ is the power to get born again experience salvation and everything that is set up for us for eternally the the gospel of paul is i'm going to show you how to function in it and see this is where a lot to my in my opinion or a lot is is lost today because nobody's we're just telling people how hey this is who we are, do it. But we don't understand the workings of it and the, the entrance into it. If you were not on the Tuesday uh, live stream Bible study, uh, which I know we had a lot of technical issues with, I'd go back and watch it. Uh, I, I know it ministered a lot to me in the same line as what we're dealing with tonight. Go ahead. Are you going to ask a question, James? Oh, no, you're just going to be a mic passer. Okay. Um, now notice what he says here according to my gospel and the preaching of jesus christ according to the revelation of the mystery he understood or he he got insight into the mystery to understand it and how that it operates but watch this which was kept secret since the world began so now, now we're predating Mosaic law, Levitical law. We're predating Abraham. We're predating when Adam when the world began. There was a mystery that was established that got all this stuff going. And where we're at today, Paul comes along. He got understanding of the mystery. And he functioned in it so that no matter what came against him, even I think one of the most to me, One of the most powerful things uh, that Paul said. Now, if you're not, uh, uh, you don't know history, uh, Paul was, um, uh, they killed him. They chopped his head off, I think it was. Is that how he died? Chopped his head off? That sounds right, yeah. Okay, so Paul says before his execution, I'm betwixt two, or or, or I'm stuck here between two opinions. Whether I should stay, which is better for you, or or, or go, which is better for me but he died by execution. He had an authority to hold off the executioner until he was ready to go. That's a, that's a powerful statement. Uh, that's a powerful statement of power. But it was from the revelation of this mystery that he was able to function in this, le- this uh, uh, element. Now, think of Adam for just a second. Now, there's no wording that talks about grace with Adam, but Adam operated before the fall. Adam operated on a supernatural level above a human natural level until until he decided to do it his way. Until he ate of the fruit. Okay, Then he lost it. Okay, now, Paul's wording here is that this has been kept secret since the beginning of the world. So you go all the way back in the creation and what Adam opted in the eyes of the, the Lord. Now what Noah ended up doing was at a supernatural level. I mean, you, we went to Kentucky. Uh, oh, it's just called the Ark, isn't it? Where they, where they built a, a replica of the Ark. That puppy's huge. Do you know how long it took him to, to build it? No, that's Noah. I'm talking about in Kentucky. Uh, it took him years. Do you remember what it was? It was years. How, what is it? No, that's Noah. I'm talking about Kentucky, the replication. Uh, but, but it took years. Five years, seven years, something, ten years. I mean, it took years. With cranes, with craftsmen, with electric machinery, With with all the modern machinery, it took them years to build it. Noah built it with what? I I, I mean, he moved these large pieces of wood where we had huge trucks and cranes and everything to stack them. He did it with what? Yeah, elephants, maybe. Uh, I mean, how did he do it? Noah found grace in the eyes of the Lord. And it gave him an ability. Then he gathered, which the Lord sent, but he was able to gather animals, kind of like what Adam did over here. in dealing with Animals, kind of like what Adam did over here in dealing with the animals on a supernatural plane. So there's something in this to where you and I can live um, in the realm of this power, but it also says was kept secret uh, before the world began. Now, was it with Adam it started, or can we back up a little bit further and with creation it started? Because out of creation, God spoke and supernatural things transpired, and there was a display of creative power that manifested that from creation, you have Adam who's operating on a supernatural level. He sins and falls. We don't see that level again until Noah in Genesis chapter six, and then it's kind of like a one-time thing and, and you know Noah and then they get out of the ark and they start replenishing stuff like that. So there's something that God has done or operated in before that was hidden. And it doesn't get revealed until down here with the Apostle Paul in what he calls his, um, his gospel. Now, Paul uses the term, my gospel, three or four times in the, the New Testament. So it's not just a random translation, but we see him referring to his gospel, like I said, three or four times. In verse um, 2, no, I'm not in verse 2. Oh, pray, verse 25. He uses both the pre oh yeah, he uses both the preaching of Jesus and his, his gospel as two separate events. Now let's look at some examples where the two gospels, the preaching of Jesus Christ or the, go- the gospel of Christ, or the gospel of John. So go back to Romans chapter one, just a few pages to your left. Romans chapter one, verse nine. For, my go- for God is my witness, whom I serve with my spirit in the gospel of his Son. Okay, so, so Paul is not diminishing the preaching of Jesus or the gospel of Jesus Christ. That without ceasing I make mention of you in my prayer. So we have a clear acknowledgement of the gospel of Christ, which we should know and understand if you're born again. Now turn the page to Romans 2, verse 16. In the day when God shall judge the secrets of men by Jesus Christ according to my gospel. So now we have a clear statement of his gospel uh, in the judgment realm of what we do. Now this comes back to what I've said many times. Um, is that in Revelation chapter 2 and Revelation chapter 3, there's seven letters to the seven churches of Asia and to everyone, to him that overcometh. And then there's a something good that's stated to them. You and I have a responsibility to overcome. What we do in this life is going to, we are going to be judged for it. Right? Yep. But he says we're going to be judged according to my gospel, which ties it back into grace and the ability to do things. Not just the gospel of Jesus, which is the receiving of of. Uh, the remission of our sins and the death, burial, resurrection, you know, by stripes we're healed and things like that. So it has two functionalities. Now here if you I'm gonna get this next verse, it's gonna mess with you. Alright? Are you ready for it? Second Timothy chapter two. Okay, 2 Timothy chapter 2, verse 8. Remember that Jesus Christ, of the seed of David, was raised from the dead according to my gospel. The mystery that he understood is what raised Jesus from the dead. Now, Romans 8, 11, uh, I'll just quote it. Uh, One of my favorite scriptures, if the spirit that raised Jesus from the dead dwell in me. Let's go back to second Peter two. remember that Jesus Christ, the seed of David, was raised from the dead according to my gospel. And if the spirit. Of him that raised Jesus from the dead dwell in me, it will give life to my mortal body. That's a plane above the natural plane but I've got to understand how to do it. Now, am I messing with anybody yet? Well, I, I keep thinking about 4, verse 3. Let me, let me have James, or somebody come up here with a microphone. Because
1: this is really good. Um, I, I keep going over the... if the good news we preach is hidden behind a veil, it is hidden only from people who are perishing. Satan is the God of this world who has blinded the minds of those who don't believe. Um, And and you keep going, but they are unable to see the glorious light, the glorious light of the good news. They don't understand this message about the glory of Christ. So, So can Satan be okay, well, say I'm blinded by By what's really important? By
0: no, basically what it's saying is, let's say I'm not a believer, and you are a believer, but you're caught up in all your stuff, okay? I'm never going to see the gospel, because you're not even walking in the gospel. So the only way for me to see the gospel is to see it working. This is why our lives are so important. This is why we, we can't get caught up in the fray. We have to have faith to, to be firmly established that... Because people are watching you, and if I can't see the God, you know, we work together, or we're best friends, we hang out together. And if I can't see the gospel in you, it's going to be blinded. You're gonna, I'm going to be blinded still. Now, uh, now I'm not, now I'm not the the lost person. Now I'm David, okay, and a pastor. Uh, you can you can live all day long in your messed up uh, life and situation, God. You're not going to affect me because I know what the Word of God can do. It's it's our lives are going to we're going to hide the gospel from people who don't know Christ, whose eyes have been blinded already. So they're going to have to see something in us, which a lot of people would take that statement and listen to it as a uh, as a responsibility. But it's not a responsibility. It's an opportunity. Because see, if I look at it like like, you know, we work together and I'm the Christian. I look at it like, man. I get to do everything right so Octavio can see the, the gospel in me. You know, why am I held to such a high standard? Now it's an obligation for me. But if I'm walking in the gospel, my life is working. Okay, because you need to see my life working to know that you can do it too. And this is where I, I harp on the thing that we get so caught up in our little 24-hour cycles about the problems that we're going through. Uh, most people do not see the gospel that we believe. So he says here remember that Jesus Christ of the seed of David was raised from the dead according to my gospel. And then I quoted Romans 8:11 about that spirit being inside of me. And so so there's a realm or there's a layer in this that you and I can live in that that literally translates us into this kingdom of, of God which is Nicodemus chapter 3 where they came to Jesus, "How are you how are you doing these miracles? How How are you getting, you know, all this stuff done? He says, I'm functioning, David's translation, I'm functioning in the kingdom of God and not in the kingdom of the world. You're living by a bunch of rules and regulations, trying to tap into the power. You're you're trying to make your life work, but I'm not doing that. I'm at a different level. But guess what? David's addition. Guess what? I'm going to die for all your sins so that you can come into this too. And there's some standing here. We read that out of Mark chapter 9. There's some standing here right now that will see the kingdom of God come with power before they taste death. So the kingdom of God is here. Now, what is the kingdom of God? Does anybody know the verse? Three things. Yeah, who gave it to me? Yeah, righteousness, peace and joy. So now let's just break those down really, really fast. Righteousness. How many people have identity issues? (laughs) That that they can't, you know, they can't accept what Jesus has done. Peace. How many people do you know that really live in peace, no matter what's going on? Most people are frustrated, irritated, uh, discombobulated, and every other aided that that can happen. And joy. Uh, The joy of the Lord is our strength, and most people are struggling to get through the day. So, so if we just take those three things and if we're going to do a Bible study on righteousness, peace, and joy, to, which is uh, the, the kingdom of God, we're functioning outside the kingdom. Now, we don't really see Paul complaining about stuff, do we? No, we see him after his back's been whipped, thrown into the inner part of the prison, worshiping at midnight. Number one, I want to be asleep at midnight. Number two, my back hurts. And there's probably rodents walking over my legs. But if you have righteousness, peace, and joy, can you overcome anything that's coming against you? Well, we would think so. Verse 9, watch this. So right after he said that he was raised from the dead, according to my gospel, wherein I suffer trouble. He suffers trouble because of his operation in this. Now, remember, he was called... To suffer, i uh, show him what things he needs to suffer for the kingdom of God, but he suffered for the revelation that we can see that no matter what we're walking through, no matter what something that's coming against us, there's a power that we can operate in. As an evildoer, even unto bonds, but the word of God is not bound. So even he says, even when I was bound... The word of God's not bound, so I was not bound. I, I, I lived above my condition. This goes back to the story of, of him being executed. He said, I'm betwixt two, whether I should stay, which is better for you, or whether I should go, which is better for me. So even though he was on, on what we would call now death row, death row don't have anything on me. I'm not going to go until I'm ready to go. I can go right now if I want to. But I see that as soon as I leave, wolves are going to come in. So the longer I can stay with you and impart into you and try to get you, you established and to understand what I'm trying to tell you, uh, it's better for you, so, so I, I'm going to hang out here a little while longer so that I can do this. Now, most people, if they're on death road, their life is consumed about dying. His life was consumed about living. Therefore, I endure all things. For the elect's sake. I'm going to endure this so that you can see how it's done. Because he's trying to reveal the mystery of the kingdom, which is at such a higher plane than where we operate. I mean, we, we have things that we talk about, confessing the word, keeping your mouth right, death and life are in the tongue, casting down every thought and imagination. But there's a realm. Now, all those things are, are, are going to be taking place to, to get this revelation and walk in it. But there's a realm of, of operation I think we don't understand. That they may also obtain the salvation, which is in Christ Jesus with eternal glory. Uh, Ralph talked about the salvation. Now, salvation is the total package. It's not just the born-again experience. And, and these words have become so synonymous that, you know, it's like Kleenex is a tissue, but Kleenex is a brand. But it has become so synonymous, somebody can say to you, give me a Kleenex and you'll hand them a tissue. Okay? Well, when we say we, somebody gets born again, we say saved, and saved has become so synonymous with born again when b- the b- getting born again is just one element and the doorway into salvation. It is a faithful saying, for if we be dead with him, we shall also live with him. There's an element of this being dead. Now, let's go back to Adam. He was dead in that he was fully submitted to God, meaning he did not do what he wanted to do. He was dead to self until as soon as he made the decision, I'm going to do this. He he lifted himself above the word of God and he lost his operational ability in the supernatural. Now what's hard for you and I is whatever our makeup is, is normal to us. Oh no, I'm not doing that. I I was just doing this. No, I I didn't mean it when I said it that way. I was just saying this. And we give ourselves excuses to not have to rise up to the level of God and we can't see it. Because we judge ourselves by our intentions, intentions while we judge everybody else by their actions. You say something gnarly to me, and I'm going to, man, that was rude. But then if I say something gnarly to you, no, 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 I didn't mean that. I didn't mean it that way. So I, I don't hold myself to even the same accountability that I hold you, and vice versa. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And this, this is a human thing. So this dead, now remember uh, 1625, this was kept secret since the beginning of the world. So let's go over to Ephesians chapter 1. Now I'm purposely going slow, and uh, I'm going to do this again. Does anybody have any questions? Because <laughs> if you do, I, I, I want you to get this. I want things that are not clear.
1: Oh, just
0: Well, it's all through. Uh, the, all of the epistle of Paul is talking in this element of revelation. Yeah. Now, we've just read it. In, so if we go to, if we go to Colossians chapter 3, verse 1, if you be risen with Christ, set your affections or your mind on things above, not on things on the earth. Mm-hmm. Okay, that, that's a tap into the, the mystery of this kingdom. Yeah. You're going to have to think on a level that you don't live. Well, if, I, if, if I'm supposed to think on a level of I don't live, how am I going to do that if I don't live there and I don't know it? Well, actually, Ralph gave the answer to that in the offerings. Uh, Romans 12, two. Be not conformed to this world. That's our first default. We do it the way everybody else does it. We do it the way they told us to do it. Be not conformed. Don't do it the way the world, but be transformed. Transformed is the word metamorphosis, which caterpillar a butterfly let it change who you are by the renewing of your mind, so that you can prove that this word of God works. This is what this is Paul's calling. He was proving to us that it works, and he was revealing things to us that uh, um, that uh, uh, of how it works, and and by going through things. So the, over in Ephesians chapter one. Uh, I, I, we're going to go, it says up there verse 3, but we're going to wait on verse 3. because I want, just, I want to read something else that Paul said Amen. that I read all the time uh, in messages I refer to at many times. But think of it, when I read this, just think of it in the realm that I'm talking about. Because don't, don't, when I read it, you've heard it a thousand times if you've been in, in church and been a Christian and ever read the book of Ephesians and so on. But I want you to purposely think of another realm. Of an operational system, that is different than the operational system that we know. Okay, so so don't even read the Bible with me. Just listen to me. Maybe even you close your eyes and just kind of. No, no, don't do that. It's eight o'clock and people will <laughs> fall asleep. Okay, uh, just ju- just envision this. Okay. Uh, oh, I'm going to read it out loud. Just a minute. Okay. Thank that the. That the eyes of your understanding being enlightened, that you may know what is the hope of his calling and what the riches of the glory of his inheritance in the saints and what is the exceeding greatness of his power to usward who believe according to to the working of his mighty power, which he worked in Christ when he raised him from the dead and set him at his own right hand in heavenly places, far above all principality and power, far above all might and dominion and every name that is named, not only in this world, but also in the world which is to come, and has put all things under his feet, and gave him to be the head over all things to the church, which is his body, the fullness of him that filleth all in all. You think he's talking about something deep there? I mean, he's ta- he's talking about a power source. He's talking about a position. He's talking about an identity. He- he's talking about multiple things there that do not function in the natural realm. But see, we're hung up on the problem of what we're feeling today instead of trying to reach in and grab what he wants. So let me finish with this last uh, thing. and We're going to read in uh, chapter 1, verse 3. Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. Now, I've often, to me, and maybe it's just me, but the sentence doesn't really capture it. It's like God is love. That doesn't mean He like is giving love. I mean, obviously, He does give love, but He is love. The embodiment of God is love, but also the embodiment of God is blessed. It's it's a it's a statement like love. For, for some reason in my mind, it makes more sense when we say God is love than when we say God is blessed. Probably because somebody sneezes, we say bless you. And so we think of the term that, that we're blessing somebody, and so God is blessed like, like he's getting blessed. No, God is the embodiment of blessed. Yeah. Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord
1: Jesus Christ, who has... If, if we understand this realm
0: that Paul is talking about, who has blessed us with all spiritual blessings in heavenly places in Christ. Now, we're going to see next week. I'm not going to go there today. But how was the world created? What? Okay. But you know, the scripture said it was created by Christ. Now, when we say it was created by Christ, most people think Jesus went out there and started planting trees. But, but, but that speaking tied into Christ. And because you, you've been indoctrinated with Jesus Christ, and we say things like David Shipman, we think that Christ was just his last name, but it described who he was. According as he has chosen us, now do like uh, Ralph did, put you in there. Instead of saying us, say me. According as he has chosen me in him before the foundation of the world. Hang on a second. When did this mystery take place? At the beginning of this world according to uh, the verse we just read. So he's talking about the same thing that he was talking about over in Timothy. That we should be holy and without blame before Him in love. Now, naturally, is there a way that you can be, be before Him without blame? Are you blameless? No, we're not blameless. But in this, in this which He has held secret since since before the foundation, or you know, since the beginning of time, our time, uh, we in tapping into this, you and I can be blameless. I dealt with this, actually, different words, but Romans chapter 5 in our Bible study on Tuesday. Go back in and watch it. Because for by faith, we enter into this. Uh, there's, a, there's an activation of faith to step into this and to operate from the kingdom of God that I think we, we struggle with mentally on doing it. Having pre- predestinated us, or before, pre before the foundation of the world, he established the destination of us That we would be the adoption of children by Jesus Christ. We were adopted into this. Before the foundation of the earth. And uh, uh, in fact, going back to verse 4, according as he has chosen us in him before the foundation of the earth, he established all this before any of... Anybody here ever do stupid? Okay, before you did stupid, he fixed it. According to the good pleasure of His will. It is His will that we stand before Him blameless. We can stand before Him blameless based on the sacrifice that He did. And He has the power to establish us, to fix us firmly, to strengthen us in order to do it. You and I don't have to do this on our own. This was Paul's message and the revelation that he got and why he had to walk through so much junk in life was to show that it doesn't matter what happens to you, what comes after you, there is a place in Christ where the power flows. But but I'm not just going to naturally, this is the perversion of the grace doctrine that's going around, is because of grace I don't have to do anything, it's just all been done for me. No, we're, we're seeing things that we have to put into place to make grace work. Grace did not build the ark, even though grace built the ark. Noah had to do something for grace to work. We all have to do something in order for grace to work. To the praise of his glory, to the praise of the glory of his, his grace. We see his grace, the, the empowerment of this grace. Wherein he hath made us accepted in the above, in whom we have redemption through his blood, the forgiveness of sins, according to the riches of his Now, wherein he hath abounded toward us in all wisdom and prudence, having made known unto us the mystery of his will, according to the good pleasure which he hath purposed in himself. I'm going to stop right there. I said that's going to be the last one, but I want you to go back over to Romans chapter 5, where we just saw the grace. Um, I I want to show you this out of Romans chapter 5 that I dealt with on Tuesday. Romans chapter 5. Verse 2, by whom also we have access. I want you to, to focal, focus in on that word, access. If you have access, does that mean you're inside? Yeah, no. no, it means you have access. You're not inside till you, till you operate in the access. So he says, wherein by whom also we have access by faith into this grace. Now I I said this the other time, the other day, and I kind of just went over it in the message. I think it was on Sunday, or maybe it was on one of my live streams. You have to have faith in grace for grace to operate, and in faith. Well, let's just read verse uh, one. Being justified by faith, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ, by whom also we have access. So in the justification that we have by faith, just if I'd never sinned, justified, then then. In that position, which ties back into Ephesians uh, chapter 1 that we read, uh, in that position, I now have access into this. So you and I all have access into it, but it really comes down. I mean, if we're just, you know, we can shout hallelujah and praise the Lord, but until we understand how we can move into this, we're going to struggle in it. Let's stand. I hope you got something out of this. Um, I know I'm talking on a deeper level, and I, I would even say I don't fully understand. I don't think I fully understand everything because I know there's a there's a power realm that, uh, and I do understand. I do see it. It's just the there's a, there's a connection I'm missing, and I believe it's going to come to me as I as I expound upon this, you know, and continue to do it. I don't know how long I'll, I'll do that, but uh, but there's a way that you and I. We can now. We can't necessarily. We can stop evil. Arise and shine, for your light has come. The glory of the Lord has risen upon you. Darkness is going to cover the earth, gross darkness, people, but light's going to shine upon you. Uh, the glory of the Lord is going to shine upon you. Uh, there's ways that we can hold back darkness, push back darkness. But we're in the end times. End time stuff is going to happen. Mm-hmm. But there's a way, like Noah, he rose above the destruction. Yeah. We, we we can live in a realm where we have power over everything. Now, going back to Paul, he was executed. He was executed. Okay? Understanding this, he was executed. Now, I'm not saying you're going to get executed, but I I think that's kind of an extreme example. He was executed. But even in that, he lived above it. It was just his for him. If if you read his writings and the way, it was just, that's my doorway into heaven, into eternity. Big deal. It'll be over in a second. We think, yeah, my luck would be it would kind of slow down into like start sawing and I would feel it, you know, my head fall off and I'd probably live thirty seconds before I, I died and I'd be thinking my head's no longer attached to my body, you know. And, and we put all the bad scenarios on it. No, but he he's like, No, poof, it's gone, man. The head's gone, I'm in heaven and, and all's good. Be absent from the body is to be present with Christ. But but he understood something that I think we don't understand. And uh, we, we, so we've just, you know, because Acts uh, chapter one eight talks about the Holy Spirit and we'll have power. Well, that's just the end of it. No, that's just the beginning of it. I mean, second, I mean the beginning of it is the born-again experience when you, you step in the door and, and we're going to need to function by the Holy Spirit. But there's a realm of understanding. Transformation comes through the renewing of the mind, not through the infilling of the Spirit. And we have evidence of that because there's a lot of people that are filled with the spirit praying in tongues all the time and they can't you know they, they can't believe themselves or have power over anything in their life they succumb to everything so so just because you have the power doesn't mean you're utilizing the power if you don't understand how to utilize it it's just going to sit there dormant I mean we could sit in here all day and talk about how much gas we have in our vehicles out there in the parking lot but if we don't go in and turn the key and get them moving it's all useless stuff even though we could Make them go 100 miles an hour or whatever the vehicle can do. Depends on how fast you can pedal, I guess. And um, so, yes.
1: Access to power. Access to power.
0: Yep. And, and the Spirit is the access to the power, but but we've got to understand. And the, the thing to me, I've said it many times before, using a Staples commercial, I like the easy button. I, I, I just want it to work. I don't want to fight things I don't have to fight. And this is what drives my motivation or sparks me for a hunger to find out how it works is because i just know it'll be better here if i can figure it out and uh, and you can't live your life on my knowledge you can learn from me but at some point you're going to have to take it and act on it in your life and this is where i come back how can you how far can you walk with jesus on his word and that, that's an individual question that every one of our answers is different. I want to be, I, you know, Paul, he walked to the chopping block, never moved by it. I, I want to be able to go all the way to the end without being moved by anything. But you know what? You got to work on yourself and build the capacity to do it. Heavenly Father, I thank you for this word tonight, Lord. I believe, God, that you're speaking to us. I believe, Lord Jesus, that if we'll open our hearts to you, that you will show us And, Lord, and I ask that for those that are hungry that you will show. You will reveal yourself because we are the end time saints that's going to usher in your return. And, Lord, we want to be right and ready for you. And we want to stand and fight the darkness of the day and reveal your glory to people by being able to handle everything that comes down the pike. And, Lord, I just pray, God, that you, you, you lead us into this. Lord, as we leave here today, this evening, Lord, we just declare Psalms 91 over everybody. The angels have charge over us. We don't get in wrecks. We don't get in, in uh, altercations or anything like that. We walk in divine safety and your protection. I declare over us that we're healed and whole, Lord, and, and that if anything's attacking our body, that it's dismissed right now in the name of Jesus. We thank you, God, for the word, and, and we just declare this by your mighty name, Jesus. Amen.